Hey guys, welcome to That Game Show, the show that talks about all the stuff in the nerd world and all the stuff in between. I am your host, Chase Bunker. Joining me today, he is the half-Asian sensation. It's Curtis Coe. Hello, everyone. And he's now player three, because Murph's not here. It's Daniel Clegg! Hello, friends. Yes, thank you guys for joining me, and thank you guys very much for watching. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us via a podcast, thank you for making us a part of your day. Um, what sucks is, like, Murph's not here, and I really wanted to talk about this one this one thing. Because I, I feel like if I like a game, almost nine times out of ten, Murph hates it. And so yeah, it makes true. for a great debate. Um, for those of you who don't know, Murph... Um, I guess, is it, it's not technically his channel, but he's on it a lot, so I'm going to say it's his well, as well. He's, he's affiliated with it. He's affiliated with it. Yeah. Uh, Maximum Tomato on YouTube, and they do a Let's Play series. Their, la- their latest game was a game that Curtis and I both have played called Plock, P-L-O-K. First off, Murph keeps referring it to it as Plocks, plural, no, not the case. Um, and it's, it's funny to watch, but... Oh, man, he's not here to defend himself so I can make fun of him right now. And it's not like he's going to watch this anyway. Because he's even come out and said, yeah, I don't watch these reruns. Um, well, not reruns, but I don't watch these. Um, I almost think he hates it because it's bad. Like, he, because he's bad at it. Like, I'm watching this going like, this is so, such a simple concept. Why are you doing this? And I feel like that's like every Let's Play ever. Like, whenever you do bad, it's like, yeah, why, like... Am I wrong? Like, is, did Plock just age horribly? Because I feel like most SNES games like didn't really age well. No, not necessarily. Not like that. But like, I feel like with like in comparison to the N64, I feel like most of the Super Nintendo games aged a lot better than Nintendo 64 games. Well, well, this actually brings up a really interesting topic um, about what games age well, um, and you know, this is something. We've discussed a couple of times that mm-hmm. certain types of games, like for instance, first-person shooters, do not age well. Uh, no, role-playing don't. games sometimes age well, but it... most of the times usually are outdated and kind of get difficult to play. Um, it, I play Pluck on a on a device that is not its original origin, so that's just a really nice way of saying I didn't pay for it. Yeah, um, and <laughs> uh, um, I didn't. I, I remember it being fun, but when I was playing it, I didn't think it was very fun. But, I mean, again, uh, as Chase and I have argued yeah. about this prior to the show, uh, you know, it might be the emulation, it might be a bunch of other things. So, yeah. I feel like I feel like for a Super Nintendo game, or the majority of the Super Nintendo collection that I have, mm-hmm. I can pick it up and play it, and it'll still be fun. Whereas my N64 collection, Oof. like... Because GoldenEye's on there, mm-hmm. that did not age horribly. At, that did not age well at all. Excuse me. And I feel like there's a lot, a few of those games that just didn't I hold, think stand are, the test of time. Except for Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie. Those. There, there are two reasons for that. One of which is visual style matters a lot. If you mm-hmm. go with a more cartoony, stylized look, I think you can stand the test of time because you are in no way heading towards a realistic interpretation of a character yeah. or of environment or anything that's why games like most nintendo created games uh something like world of warcraft which is much more stylized than the warhammer mmo it tends to look acceptable for longer because mm-hmm. it's clearly not going for realism right yeah um so that that's one hand but what you were talking about chase is 
Super Nintendo games versus N64 games. I think N64 games, specifically GoldenEye, don't hold up so well is because the control scheme is similar enough to what we use today with shooters, but is clearly version one of how to control someone in a yeah, 3D yeah. environment. That's right? probably the and best it was, way. It was yeah, done really poorly by today's standards. It was the best they could do, but it does not stand up because we've improved on that method so well, whereas something like a platformer really hasn't changed as far as yeah. its controls, right? But so I mean, very similar to what we would have today. I mean, I guess you could say though the mechanics have just been improved, have been, I don't want to say improved because I don't know if they really have been improved, but um, have been mastered maybe, or like just worked on a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this, I actually think this would be really interesting. Chase, do you have a working Super Nintendo? Um, I believe I have it at my parents' house. Okay, I think it would be great if you could try it out sometime and then actually see if that game does hold up. Because I know yeah. you still have those games. <clears throat> yeah. Kicking around. Yeah, like, this, what's funny is, like, my GameCube, I think, is broken. But my Super Nintendo is working perfectly since day one. Yeah. So um, that, that doesn't surprise me. I think my brothers and I went through three GameCubes. Yeah. I don't know if that's just us, but that well, particular system mm-hmm. seemed to break down a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would love to get that, so I could do because I mean, I've wanted to do like the Let's Play channel for a while, because PC games I can only do like so many. Like I'd rather do certain console ones, like especially like in the earlier days. Um, so I could do Plock, but the problem, like, I thought my major flaw with Plock was there's no saving system. Yeah, so you have to be, it's rough. one of those, it's a Rygar syndrome where you have to beat it all at once. Oh, in one yeah, sitting. That's right. Yep. That's, that's, that's one of the, I think the biggest plagues of that era. Yeah. Is the lack of save. And you have to beat it in one sitting, but your parents won't let you sit nope. that long. So. <laughs> nope. Right, didn't, didn't, um, Super Mario One, not have a save system. No, it did. It did. Super I think Mario it, World had it. I don't. I know, know Super Mario World did. I know that. Well, Super granted, Mario I'm going Brothers? based off of. I'm yeah. I'm going up based off of Super Mario DX for the Game Boy. Oh no! Like this mm. is back on the Nintendo. Are you talking about Super Nintendo. Mario Brothers? Yeah, maybe that one. Mm-hmm. The original, the first one that looked terrible, or was there Yoshi on it? Uh, it's, uh, no Yoshi. Oh, okay, Yoshi. The original. The original. Okay, I'm gonna look. To no, see I think that one didn't have a save system, and I just I think that one stands out to me more than anything else. Yeah. That one in Sonic. I don't think was, the original Sonic had a save, did it? I don't you think you cannot did. save on the NES version of Super Mario mm-hmm. Bros. Yep. 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 Yeah. That was a nice innovation. <clears throat> yeah. Just that a little. The guy little that saved. The guy that invented the save button. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's. A, I mean, that's a I big really, deal. Do you remember the old Bud Light commercials, like the Real Men of Genius? Real Men of Genius. Like we, we salute to you, Mister Guy who invented the save button in video games. Mister Guy who invented the save button in video games. Normally, we'd have to sit down in one setting for hours upon end, struggling to beat your game. But Ow, you, my ass hurts. But you found a way to make that sitting last multiple days instead of multiple hours. Thank you, God, I can move now. So we salute to you, Mr. Guy who invented the save button in video games. 
the guy who invented safe bundling video games. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, man. I, was, I wasn't sure if anybody was going to go with that. <laughs> so was, glad you did. I was going to go with it. <laughs> Good. I, I thought it was hilarious. All right. Full Let's reference. go with, uh, speaking of going with it, Yu Suzuki came out and said, <laughs> I need more money. Did you, he did he say how much he needed he, for reference? Uh, I didn't when the article I read I didn't read it, but uh, I read this article on GameSpot. Yu Suzuki said right now he's focusing more on story and less on a visual representation of Shenmue three. Mind you, Shenmue three was the uh I believe it's the record holder for most money raised on a Kickstarter. Yep. And is also being funded by yeah. Sony. Uh-huh. Right. And he says he needs more money so to help get a more improved visual represent uh, presentation of it. So, guys, um, what the heck? This is dumb. This is really yeah. dumb. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's like I should. Ha- I'm trying to think of like a formal question, but I'm literally looking at this yeah. going, how? How okay. could you need more money? Let's let's talk about Yu Suzuki for a little bit. Just, okay. Just uh, as a person. Yu Suzuki has not been in the AAA market for a very, very long time. Okay, that's that's red flag number one. Red flag number two, when anybody says, and I quote, I could do with a bit more money, the game itself doesn't have to be gorgeous visually. A lot of money these days goes into the graphics. If we perhaps compromise on the graphics and put more into the story, we can have make a good game. The most th- important thing to me is that the game is interesting and it is something people will want to play. Now, it sounds like a Nintendo uh, approach. That's not bad. Yeah. You know, statement. But whenever anybody asks for more money, it is a red flag, in my opinion, with PayPal. Yeah. I'm going to put on the con- the conspirator theory cap here and say okay. this is just a money grab. I, I think the right. Kickstarter budget that this game received may have been the biggest in history. Mm-hmm. It is not the primary funding for this game. Right. That's Sony. Yes. Kickstarter is chump change con- con- uh, compared to what a big publisher like Sony can put up and will put up. They're going to dump $30, $40 million into this game to make sure it sells well and is good, right? So they yeah. don't need the Kickstarter people to chip in another five million dollars it's it was a ploy to get um hype going for the game and to get a decent starter fund to convince other backers big backers that yes this can go somewhere back us they don't need more kickstarter money they just want it and can we go even further that it's maybe just another way of getting pre-orders? Basically, it's more pre-orders. You're right. That's exactly what it is. This is dumb. I don't yeah, like it. it is. And, and I we, feel... I'm oh, sorry. You go, go, ahead, ahead. go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Chase. I feel like when you set records like that, it's like, wh- what do you need? And I also, like, I'm thinking, like, the story... I'm thinking story-wise, like, how much money do you really need to go into story? Well, let's. Uh, did you ever play Shenmue? Back no, I never did. Okay, Shenmue is an open world game with mm-hmm. a lot, a lot, with a lot of, of sailors. Like, a lot of sailors, yeah. A lot of story too. Um, so I understand where he's coming from in that aspect. Like, yeah, there was a really rich kind of RPG esque story, mm-hmm. everyday life kind of story. Yeah. Um, I don't know something about this. The fact that he hasn't been a triple A game for a really long time, and the fact he's like, "Oh yeah, I need more money." Yeah, that that that's sending big old. Hey, this is this is not a good thing. 
I guess is the right thing. It's kind of like, and, and to go into another Kickstarter that I'm a little worried about, um, it's like the Mega Man creators, uh, what is this? Mighty number called? nine. Mighty mm-hmm. number nine. That is sending huge red flags for me as well. Delayed until like six months. Oh, wow. Like a week before, it was, a week or two before it was supposed to be released, they said, oh, we're delaying by six months. Wow. Like that's that's huge. That's yeah, and so and it was almost but about the same time did as they Red ask for more money with that one. Well, I'm getting to that. Like, oh. um, they put another Kickstarter up called I think it was Red Ash. Is that right? Red yes, Ash? Red Ash. It was and supposed to be like the legend. It's supposed to be Mega Man Legends, essentially. Yeah, yeah, and it didn't do very well. And so it was almost it was very close in timing where that did not do very well, and then all of a sudden. There was this knockback. Yeah. So there's a lot of thought that they essentially needed more money. They were going to pull some of the money from this game and then finish what they needed to finish, yeah. and they didn't get what well, they Well, another thing, like with Red Ash, like... That was going to be a separate game. To be it clear. was going to be a separate game. It, it but, was, but it's the same company. Right, right. I understand. But the, the thing is, like, it's... Pack or, yeah. or the one thing that I kind of, like, when I heard about that... I, it's gonna be hard for me to explain it, but um, in fantasy football, you always want to try to sell high. So if it's like one player does great, you try to trade him because you don't think, okay, he might not do well, but I'm gonna try to sell him at a higher point. What mm-hmm. it kind of sounds like is, hey, we're mighty number nine. We, you, you know, you sold us before. We, you know, Mega Man. We're gonna do, try to do Mega Man Legends. You know, donate. And I feel like they're trying to pull the, like there's no technical term of it but like they're oh, trying to exactly. sell high on the they, fact of Mega Man Legends there's no number 3 but we're kind of going to make it right now they're trying to capitalize on the hype and the goodwill towards their original Kickstarter that players have and apply it to their next venture exactly. which is smart because they want to keep the money flowing they want to have their next project lined up but the problem is if you haven't delivered the first product exactly which is what you should do yeah. how do people know you're going to be delivering quality and they're not going to trust you to back the next project i haven't seen the first project yet exactly yeah. and here's another really good point to that point is there was a game called divinity original sin it was mm-hmm. a kickstarter game it did marvelously on kickstarter it released it was a great game lots of people loved it it's one of the best rpgs of last year they put the other one, the second sequel, on Kickstarter, like they did the first one. It was funded in 24 hours. Good for them. They because know the was delivered and it exactly. was quality. It was well reviewed. Exactly. People, people have had it for almost a year now. Perfect right. example. Yeah, they sense. did what they said they were going to do. People believe in that company. Yeah, it's like uh, I mean we've talked about this before. How Kickstarters and all and like crowdfunding is like it's shady. Like it's good. But it also has that little bit of like a shady side to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, how much do you need? Like, how much is more money? Like, it's it's not how much is more money, but it's like, how could you need more money when you're doing this? And then you have like all this like shadiness going on in the background, especially with like Red yeah. Ash and stuff. Yeah, I think it's about these uh, companies or these individuals in some cases properly gauging what they need and the time frame they need to do it in, mm-hmm. and then. Um, not renegating on that yeah. because it looks bad, it sounds bad, it feels bad. No one's happy, and it's just a shitty situation, and people lose faith. Yeah. Right? Can it's we can we go even bigger than that? Maybe it's these people who haven't necessarily been 
uh, involved in the financial side of game creation and only in the creative side, and so they don't really know what it costs to make a video game. Right, absolutely. So, so it's, it's I'm sure for many of these people a lack of experience, a lack of knowledge, a lack of research. They just don't know. You're absolutely right. But that's why doing those things or maybe partnering with someone who does have that experience could really help you long term because you may not run into these problems midway or towards the end of your campaign of your production when all of a sudden you get to ask for, you know, 50,000 more dollars to mm-hmm. make this thing happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're we're going to end on that note because this is a funny thing. By the way, this is our one year anniversary, by the Woo! way. Yeah. You know what we talked about one year ago? What? Kickstarter. Kickstarter? Did we really? Oh. Wow. That's, That's why I'm saying. Wow. like, oh, it's our one-year episode. What did we talk about? James Bond and Kickstarter. Oh, my gosh. We haven't done a thing. It's literally been just like I, – I wonder, like, how many episodes that we've done where, like, we've talked about the same – we talked about the At same least. thing – Oh yeah, we've five. done Kickstarter at least five times. At least five That's times. Good. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a it's a important topic because it's 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 a newer platform, yeah. right? People are really excited about it. There's some mm-hmm. really good things coming out of it. In addition to these crappy situations we're talking about, so it's cool. It's interesting. And speaking, um, and it keeps oh. coming back into the news. Yeah. And speaking of things that we keep talking about, I know you posted a link. You sent us a link for. A VR holo, uh, the Hololens that allows you to fight off an alien invasion in your home. Yeah, that was super cool. With your, like in your own living room, and it, it measures out the furniture and everything. System. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And it was with Microsoft's big uh, conference where they announced new phones, new laptops, yeah. all kinds of stuff. Um, yeah. And they were talking about their uh, HoloLens platform and showing off some different uses for it, mm-hmm. one of which was a video game, which is just like you described. It scans your room, and aliens crash through your doors and your and your walls, and you have to you know, dodge what they're throwing at you in 3D so you're physically moving around and shooting back at them. It, it looked really, really cool. Yeah. Highly staged, I think, mm-hmm. but it looked awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's all like – E3, Tokyo Game Show, press conferences. I mean, we all saw that Killer Instinct one. I mean, oh, that yeah. oh my gosh, that was so awful. Mm. I, it, There's so many, like, well, I mean, I think the first one, oh, what was that game? There was one game where they were uh, calling things out, um, like they were pretending to do all that chatter, mm-hmm. and there was like a team-based game. Oh, yes. It, um, I want to say it's like a Rainbow Six one. Oh, yeah, or something. Yeah, I think it might have been Siege, and that might be it. It was like they were playing with the wrong controller for what system oh, it was. Oh no! So it was just it's, totally fake. Yeah, like oh, I think they, no. I think it said on Xbox One or something, and they were all playing with PlayStation controllers, oh. and someone caught them, oh, and no. it was like, that's that's a play. Or I can't remember what it was. It was it might have been Rainbow Six Siege, but there there was one game specifically where everyone's like, oh. or it might have been like, what was the last Tom Clancy game to come out? Ghost Recon. The one a, that, was yeah, it like the last? Like was it an advanced warfighter? Uh, warfighter? No, it was Future Soldier. Future, Future Soldier? Soldier. That could What's... be it. Because I think that might have been it. But I'm not sure. I'll look it up. I'll look. It up. Oh, that's that's really poor planning, though. Yeah. Because you could understand, I suppose, the desire for some of these companies to show pre-rendered footage because you don't get technical issues if it's a video you're playing. Um. But just like faking out your audience like that is bad. It it yeah. it instills yeah. a lack of faith, you know, and that's no good. It, it's the you thing. Wanna, it's like trust that what they're showing you is legit. I want like 
raw live like emotion. Yeah, like like I didn't have a problem with them having an issue with Uncharted during the E3 demonstration because it means oh this is live okay good this isn't some stupid scripted thing. For reference, the last uh, non-free-to-play Tom Clancy game, because there was a free-to-play Tom Clancy Ghost Recon game called mm-hmm. Phantoms. Oh, yeah, Phantoms, Would yeah. be uh, Splinter Cell Blacklist. Okay. Oh, right. Such a good game, too. That so, was, that's one of those games I recommend. Like, that that got me back into Splinter Cell. Because, like, I feel like... Maybe this is just, like, uh, the gaming hipster in me. It's like, I feel like if you have, like, five iterations of a game, I'm just like, why? But yeah. then, like, I played oh, Blacklist. Finger. Was that? Are you busting out your gamer hipster? I was, I was pulling my inner Murph, yeah. And so, it's like, I look at this and, like, why are they doing this? And so, like, I bought Blacklist because it was cheap. And I played, and like, this is really fun. There's and some so, games like Maybe like Assassin's so. Creed is still good. And, I, like, I haven't played it in a while. Um, I I, I think Black Flag was a pretty flag game. I heard Black um, Flag was amazing. Uh, I can let you borrow it sometime. Cause okay. I, I picked it up and it's just I don't have time to play it. It's so engrossing and so everywhere. Yeah. Um. One of my biggest issues with that series, though, is like I picked it up and I instantly knew how to play it, which isn't a bad thing, but at the same time, it leaves this kind of sameness. Yeah. The one it. thing that like I think it's because my loyalties lie with Prince of Persia. I like I played well, I played the first one, and I'm like, this is Prince of Persia. Like, this is literally. This is literally it, minus, you know, their ring finger. And that's it. Yeah, the uh in my opinion, the first one is is by far the worst. So I Oh mean, really? Yeah. The okay. first Assassin's Creed is pretty I'm gonna be honest, it's kinda bad. But yeah. yeah. We'll see. Anyway, yeah, I'm still working on it. Alright. Yeah. Um I feel like there was like another thing that we wanted to talk about. Arc. Um what's that? Uh, oh uh, yes. Uh, we had Originally, we were going to talk about, we are going to speculate as to what the new uh, Ubisoft game that they were teasing, but of course we immediately knew it was the, Far Cry. The tease lasted about 12 hours. Yeah, and it's like, okay, it's, what, what is it called? Far Cry Primal? Correct. Primal. So now it's in the Ice Age. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, mammoths and saber-toothed tigers and yeah. you know, snow, all kinds of good stuff. It, it looks pretty cool, I'm not going to lie. Does? I, okay. I mean, it's very attractive game. Um, the hunting looks pretty cool. I th- I think this is going to be that next era that everybody's going to flock to. I was just I was going to bring that up. What do you think about this theme we're getting, which we're seeing with Far Cry Primal, we're seeing with Horizon Zero Dawn, we saw it with Ark, where it's set mm-hmm. in this prehistoric or futuristic but retroactively prehistoric looking. Um, setting it used to be zombies before that it was vampires now we're getting you know prehistoric stuff with mammoths that's that's an interesting uh turn to take i i like it i think it's pretty obvious though like it makes a lot of sense because the rise of survival games there's a huge rise of survival games arc is thematically like this and that's a survival game isn't it yeah Ark is, is kind of a survival game. Uh, Rust before it. Uh, even Minecraft. Yeah. yeah. All these different games. Um, so what I'm getting at is it, I think it's a very smart move by Ubisoft to do something like this because they know it's hot right now. And why yeah. not give players a AAA developed thing that is relatively... I, I can't actually think of any Stone Age 
based games just off the top of my head in the last X amount of years. Can you think of any? Wait, Stone I mean, Age based games? Stone Age no. era games. Like games no. that take place in the Stone Age. Uh what year like how far are we looking back? Like are we thinking back I, to generations or are I we mean, talking Joe and Mac, prehistoric of, man? Like, I mean like well think about it in the last three generations maybe? Three, four generations? Can you think of a single Stone Age triple A title? Uh, oh, triple A? No. Visually, or... the game reminded me a lot of Skyrim. Yeah. It's got giant mammoths on it. It's got giant creatures in it that you know don't exist nowadays. Um, but I the the non inclusion of magic and proper swords and you know giant uh, castles or, or cities is going to be really interesting. You're going to be dealing with rocks and spears and you know maybe a hand axe if you can craft it. I know there's crafting mm-hmm. in this game. But it's going to be way more down and dirty and rugged, you know? Yeah. I like it. I wonder if they're going to somehow pull a Far Cry 4 where you could technically beat it in 10 minutes. I mean, that's not unheard of either in Far Cry games. It's kind of a play-your-own-way kind of deal where if you, you want to. You, couldn't you somehow ride an elephant in Far Cry 4? Yes. yes. Now you're going to be able to do it with the mammoth. Yeah. The Maybe only thing that they're going to... Well, yeah, that's it. I want that, but... Um... <laughs> That, that's what I think the biggest disappointing thing, though, is this This definitely came out of the survey they put out where they're like, hey, where would you like to see us go? And almost overwhelmingly, people are like, dinosaurs. We yeah. want our dinosaurs in our video games. I um, can't wait for the sequel, Blood Dragon 2, where it's dinosaurs with lasers. <laughs> that's going to be awesome. Well, I mean, we're moving backwards in time. Maybe we'll get there eventually. Who knows? I mean, yeah. the problem with that is, unless you Humans. subscribe to the universe that um, that new Pixar movie, The Good Dinosaur, mm-hmm. resides in. People and dinosaurs didn't exist yep. at the same time. Yeah, so I understand. Do time travel or something? I don't know. I would be okay with that. Can get yeah, the doctor. You could do it. I guess. But dinosaurs. I mean, let's let's not forget. You know, the doctor. You know, yeah. brought a T Rex with him. I, hey, I mean that makes sense to me, right? Yeah. Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. I mean, it's yeah. not a spoiler. It's like it's the first episode of the new seat of not the new season, but like when. Capaldi comes in. Don't worry, it's okay. not a spoiler. No, or I, or, or the, the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future, we get a DeLorean and oh my fly God. right back. Speaking of, thank you for helping me with this segue. Have you seen the new Pepsi bottle? Yes. I no, thought like it's... it's incredible. By the way, for those who don't know, Pepsi is now releasing a their, the Futurized bottle that was seen in Back to the Future uh, Part 2 for a limited time. So I thought that was really cool. Um, there's nothing oh, really yeah, like that. No, there's a lot we can segue into. So I, I want to point out that it is, in fact, 2015, correct? Yes. We have a working hoverboard. We also have the shoes from Back to the Future are coming out from Nike, and That's we get the Pepsi. Also, I, like, I'm, I'm not kidding when I say this. The Cubs right now are in the playoffs. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, mind you, you – No, mind oh you, they're in – the um, I believe they're in the wild card. So right now, like, oh okay, they have to play oh, one game. They Wait. have to play one game, the one game wild card, and then if they win that, then they go, they'll go on to the playoffs. Like, I kind of, I kind of remember something crazy about that in Back to the Future. Do you? Cubs win the World Series. The Cubs win the World Series, but they're like they were from behind or something. And I don't know about that, but I know yeah. that I'm trying to remember who they played because I think that team's in the playoffs too. Oh. 
Oh, that's creepy. Uh, look that up for me real quick. Who does this... I will, I will, I will. Because I'm trying to remember, but... Uh, it's very bittersweet. By the way, four years ago uh, was Game 162, and I'm going to talk about it on that sports show whenever I feel like recording it. Such a good game. But a little segue, or a little promotion, watch my sports podcast, that sports show. Um... By the way, what you, uh, while Curtis is looking that up, let's talk about some games that we're playing right now. Uh, Clegg, what are you playing? Heroes of the Storm. Uh, and along with that, more Heroes of the Storm. Okay. And occasionally, I will play some more Heroes of the Storm. All right. That's pretty much all I've been doing recently. I'm really excited about the new patch that just came out today. We might jump into that later tonight and try out some medic gameplay. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's kind of it. That's kind of all I've all I've been doing. Game's really good, man. It, it's really it's good. I'm, I'm th- like I'm more playing like how did I hate this game? Okay. okay, really quickly, it says the Cubbies won the World Series. It was kind of a long shot. Oh my gosh! They played Miami. Okay, Miami's no, no, Miami's, Miami's not, in. not a okay, no, so it can't awful. come to fruition. But if they do win from going from wild card all the way, that's gonna be creepy as heck. That well, you know who manages the Cubs now, right? It's, it's, the, it's the Ray's coach. Ray's old coach. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking, like, if he does this, like, first off, props to him, but that's sports yeah. talk. But but it's also supposed to be a sweep, so probably not. <laughs> it depends on who they play. I mean, yes, but that's, that's pretty... I mean, a sweep, Anyways. though, in the World Series is tough. Like, a sweep in anything. By the way, speaking of sweeping, have any of you guys watched any uh, uh, Worlds coverage for League of Legends? No, I've kind of poked at it a little bit and then I just forgot about it. I watched oh, I've been watching Heroes and uh, Hearthstone. Yeah. I watched um I'm watching Worlds right now which it's in the group stage right now and like the one thing that frustrated me more than anything was that the first game of Cloud9 versus AHQ Esports Club they kept saying, "Oh, Cloud9's the underdog. Cloud9's the underdog." It's like how are they the underdog? The team hasn't changed. Yeah, they have. Oh wait, no, that's right. They lost. Uh, yeah. They lost one guy. But they're like, Cloud Nine's still like a good team, and probably if they didn't face the champion in the semifinals, they probably would have been a finals team. Just <clears> for <throat> reference, they were third this year. Then they barely got third. This oh year. really? So what happened is the captain, the former team captain left the team because he had to because of medical reasons mm-hmm. and the team just started floundering almost immediately well you need someone to make those calls yeah. right someone who's yeah. always calling the shots and for the team fights for the movement around the map and once you lose that yeah makes a big difference yeah um but cloud nine's three and oh right now in their group stage so it looks as if that. they're kind of back up in it which is good seems like actually na's doing pretty good this year Surprising, yeah. except for Team Solo Mid, who's getting T- yeah TSM like they look <laughs> they look awful right now. Um, by the way, okay, do you I'm, want me I'm to not trying to derail you, Chase? But I'm going to give you two games to watch from the Hearthstone NA qualifiers because they are like bananas bonkers. They're ridiculous. Okay, Hearthstone is really good to watch right now too. I I, I feel like I might enjoy it a little bit because I I remember being sick one day and watching a Magic the Gathering tournament and that got interesting even though I knew nothing about it. But uh, did you guys watch the um, qualifier for not, the uh, BlizzCon qualifier? I have not. Or heroes. Not yeah, for heroes. I've watched some of it, not all of it. Did you watch the ending of it? No, I'm, I'm towards Dude. the beginning half. Beginning half right now. That ending. Is it good? Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's like oh, jam pack. 
Yeah, like, uh, like, have you watched, um, crap, I, I can't talk about it because... You're going to give something yeah, away. You'll, you'll right? tell me who's, who's coming up next, and yeah, don't Yeah, do hold on, take off your headset for literally 30 seconds. Okay. And, like, why, okay. So, yeah, it's Cloud9 and Tempo Storm, Tempo Storm yeah. face each other. Tempo Storm just, like, sweeps them entirely. Oh. And so, and mind you, like, before then, like, Tempo Storm literally faced Cloud9, like, they face each other three times... And, like, they face again in the finals. And it's probably the most epic finals ever. But, like, Tempo Storm, like, sweeps them, like, every time before then. But, like, you see, it was an incredible fight. That would be interesting. So, I'm not going to tell you who wins, but it was an incredible fight. So. We're good? We're good? Yeah, we're good. Clegg? If Clegg's not even... That's the thing. Like, he takes off his headset, but he doesn't even bother to look at us. doesn't even look at the camera. Clegg. We we should just make make fun of him because he's not... Oh, oh, there he is. Hey, you're good now. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, just watch it. it the fights get good. really good it's towards good. the end. Um, especially the, the finals are incredible. Um, okay, so Curtis, what are you playing, by the way? Let's, uh... I am playing Deus Ex Human Revolution Director's Oh, so Cut. good. I... I haven't beat it yet, but it's so good. <sighs> Gosh, I always play this game, and then about 20 to 30 hours in, I just stop playing it for some reason. I don't even know why I stop playing it. Because yeah. it's such a good game. Um, but, uh, I'm trying to beat it, you know, I'm about further than I've ever made it before, and I have almost everything unlocked at this point, because I've been been, uh, doing a hacking build, which is high XP build, so you kind of just keep on doing it. I try to get my hacking up as as soon as I can, just because, like, you can get get into so many doors, and it's like, uh, so much easier. And the gear you can get from getting all those doors, very, very good. Mm -hmm. Um, and just to a point, like... Um, I gotta admit, like that game is was kind of ahead of its time in a lot of ways. It really was, um, and I feel like it was incredibly like it got good reviews, but yeah. it was so underrated because it came out around the time of Last of Us, Bioshock Infinite, yeah. and like and Grand Theft Auto Five. So like so many games kind of overshadowed it, but it's like it's a definitely like a nice gem to play. Yes. So if you haven't played it yet, I would highly recommend picking up the director's cut, which I think totals like twenty bucks. It's very, yeah. very worth the money. Yeah, and um, I know that um, Mankind Reborn. Or was it Mankind Reborn? I think so. Yeah, yes. that game got um, it had what its pre-order. It had, like this controversial yeah. pre-order. Uh, tell me so, about it real quick. So Square Enix and their infinite wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, decided to do something along the lines of a Kickstarter pre-order, which is a horrible idea. Yeah. Um, oh, right, this thing. Basically, the what they said is the more people pre-order, the more special benefits unlock. Um, to the point where you would get to a certain point where it would release four days early. Which is not unique to this particular campaign, I will say. No, but this is the first one that people got pretty ticked off about, I think. Because we're kind of getting a little fed up with the BS of pre-ordering and not really know what type of quality we're going to get out of a game. Mm-hmm. And with so many titles releasing in kind of a broken or non-working quality, I think people just kind of were still on their Batman stage. And so, like, it, it epically bombed. It was a PR nightmare is what people are calling yeah. it. Yeah. It did not make the first goal. <laughs> right, and I think what bugged people 
more than anything else about it was that there were no numbers associated with any of the unlocked tiers. Correct. So whether five people supported it or 5,000 people supported it or 5 million people supported it, there was no way to know when the next tier would be unlocked because they showed Correct. no numbers along with it, which basically means the entire thing was purely a PR stunt that they had complete control over. Right, so they could deny or grant these tiers whenever they felt like it, and there was no, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? No restrictions. No, sure. Um, but I mean, isn't that always how it is? I mean, no. About it? I, I can remember it used to be if five thousand people, uh, you know, uh, hashtag us on Twitter or however that works, um, then we'll unlock this. If we get five thousand comments on our announcement, we'll unlock this. Yeah, right. But and I mean, this is those. this is a money upfront kind of deal, which is which is why I think it's kind of scummy. Mm -hmm. uh, well, that too, absolutely. And but just the icing on the cake is that clearly yeah. they're just yeah. maneuvering yeah. around us, right? Yes. Moral of the story: pre-orders are bad. Like that's pretty much what it comes down to. It's like mm -hmm. I hate pre-ordering. I haven't pre-ordered a game in five years. I think the last game I pre-ordered was. Actually, it was Beyond Two Souls, but I never actually got the pre-order because, you know, money came tight at that time. But before that was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 for the N64. Ooh, oh, I wow. remember that game. Yes. Whoa, that, that is... sport game I played. Good lord. That is, I mean, the funny thing is I pre-ordered Dark Souls 1 when it came out on the Xbox, and I did not know what it was at the time. Or the Xbox 360, excuse me. And then I played it for a week, and then I took it back. Really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was before you gained an appreciation Correct. for, you know, uh, masochism. Yes, Actually, exactly. I, I realized I, I pre-ordered a game before that, but I never bought it because I just wanted the prize, and I knew somebody at GameStop. Well, it was Resident Evil Revelations 2, just so I could get the t-shirt, but I never <laughs> got the game, and so, like, they gave me the t-shirt, and I'm like, alright, cool. Can you use that $5 so I can get this game instead? And it was a game I just bought, like, right then and there. I got the t-shirt, so I was like, I don't, I don't nah. care. And it gets in their numbers, which is all they really care yeah. about. So. I mean, thank well, God I didn't do it. Apparently it was god-awful. But but that's how it works sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I technically didn't pre-order it, because I never actually got the game, but at the same time... Eh. Depends on how you look yeah. at it. Again. It depends. You but tried. I tried. Well, I got yeah. the shirt. So that's, I've been there, I've done that, and I literally got the t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, um, but going back to... Games that we are playing. I finally am playing pre-sequel. Uh, Borderlands, okay. the pre-sequel. And which is kind of funny because... The way episode 4 ends... Of uh, Tales from the Borderlands... Okay. It takes place right after that. Ooh, that's interesting. So I'm like, oh, this is cool. And so like, the, like they bring up the, this opening cinematic of like... Of... Uh, one of the characters that you play as gets captured by uh, Lilith and Mordecai and Brick, and so like they're telling the, or you know asking about her story, and of course that's when the whole the whole story starts. And it's really cool. Like first off, there's lasers, which is you know nice, and then it's the same. It has the same like feel to it in a way. But, like I know that it takes place in space as well, so it's a little bit. Um, so there's like a nice, there's a new mechanic in that. The mm -hmm. creatures like are, of course, annoying as heck. Because what's a Borderlands game without mm -hmm. the annoying creatures? Like there's literally like a boner farts. It, it's like they have boner farts. No, boner Aww. farts aren't in it. 
Um, there's like literally a creature that like a a giant lizard dragon whatever, but whenever you kill it, it splits off into like two oh, other creatures, and so like wow. it's the most annoying creature out there. And then you have uh, like I just got to this one area where there'd be like a little cave, and out of this cave comes like this giant like tentacle like Cthulhu penis. Like, out of this cave with testicle, like, little tentacles, and it shoots either lasers or ice, which, that's a new element, is ice. Ice is a new element, yeah. Um, but it's, like, it's terrifying, because I'm like, I'm going to shoot you from far away, because I want you just away from me. Sure, for multiple reasons. Yeah. Um, everybody's Australian, for the most part, because it's made in 2K Australia. Um, you find out that Moxie's actually Australian, so there's, like, a nice little... Hmm. Yeah. You see her without her makeup. She looks good. Um, <laughs> what else? Um, it, it, like, the, the one thing that was really cool is you actually, like, your character actually talks, and when I say that, like, he'll actually talk in, like, dialogues and everything, you're not just, like, a silent type, and, like, they'll talk about what you look like, because I'm playing Wilhelm, they're like, oh, that's a cool cybernetic guy, oh, that's a nice beard, and, like, stuff like that, Mm. and so, like, they'll actually, like, have, like, little things here and there, and, of course, Handsome Jack's in it, and he's one of my favorite villains of all time, like, he's such a cool character, and in the beginning, like, he's a nice guy, and you're like, this is weird, he's like, hey, you're killing a lot of innocent people down there, and it's like, Handsome Jack has a soul. This is weird. And so, like, I'm, like, I'm awaiting the downfall, but at the same time, I'm waiting for, like, the representation of, oh, actually, he's a good guy, and you guys are just dicks in Borderlands 2. Like, Mm. that would be a huge twist. That would be like, oh, now Uh, I feel like a piece of crap. But I don't think that's ever going to be a thing. I don't think it will be. Like, who knows? I haven't haven't gotten that part yet, but. I don't know. We, I mean, it reminds me of Cave Johnson from Portal 2. Yeah. Yeah. Cave that's Johnson. a good... That's, man, there's some really messed up stuff in Portal 2. Well, it's funny. Like, I saw J.K. Simmons win the Oscar last year, and it's like, oh, good for Cave Johnson! And everybody <laughs> else is like, who's Cave Johnson? It's like... It's, Don't worry about it. I'll tell yeah, you Wrong crowd, buddy. Wrong crowd. <laughs> Oh, man, I was really hoping that he would say, I don't need your damn lemons! <laughs> except for everybody in the audience wouldn't have gotten it, except for him, and he would just be like, <laughs> yeah. Just walk up exactly. yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Just just wanted that one line in, that what was that movie line. that he, Whiplash? Whiplash, Whiplash yeah. The movie one for? Oh, so just good. Like, was it? I hadn't oh, watched yeah. it. I had a teacher that was very similar to... I think we all had a teacher that was similar to them. I know I, know, I had I, a teacher that like was him, and I hate him with a burning passion. Now so it's not like he's trying to teacher. push me. He was just a total dick. It's kind of like that, <laughs> or he would push me to the point of breaking. Yeah, and that's why I don't play the drums anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, uh, but uh, nice little PTSDs. Um, let's see. Is there anything else that um, we missed today? Oh, not that I can think of. We're strong um, about Plock. We got the HoloLens. We got Pepsi. That was really good. Yeah, oh. I'm going to hopefully watch that 
soon because I know the girlfriend really wants to watch that. I finally got her to watch Doctor Who, so hopefully oh, she good. watches the rest of it. Go. I kind of forced yeah. her to do it. She's like, what do you, you want to watch? starting back from Christopher Rexton? Yeah, we're starting from Eccleston. That's a good one to start on. Yeah. But, like, I'm almost considering whether Tenant is a better one to start with. Yeah, I, I only did it for the story just so, like, yeah. because of Rose. Like, that's the only yeah, there's reason. Yeah, a lot of Rose in there in the beginning. Yeah. Just because, I, I don't know, I always find, like, whenever pe- I talk to people about Doctor Who, like, I always tell them to watch, uh, what is that episode, Blink. Oh, God. Oh, that's when I they always, first introduced the I Weeping always, Angels. Yeah. That was terrifying. Because just recently. you don't need any prior knowledge, except for he is a time traveler. That's all you need to know about that show. And that he dr- runs around a blue box, and you could watch Blink and do fine. Yeah. Uh, and I have told several people about you know that show, and they've been like, eh, I don't know, I don't know. And I'm like, just watch this episode. It's this episode and this season. They've yeah. watched it, and they've watched the whole show. The like, one they have yes. not that watching. episode is told from not his perspective. Yeah. Yes. And so the other really one... Cool. The other, sorry, I cut you off, Joyce. Go ahead. Like the one episode that got me because I was watching the series. Like I started off at Eccleston. Um, it was the um, "Are You My Mummy?" Oh God, oh, that was a creepy. Episode. That was good. That was another. Which, by the way, they reference like I like how that's the one line that's referenced with like every Doctor. Yeah. But um, oh, that was gosh. such a good episode, and that's what kind of got me. That got me hooked. Yeah. And um, of course, I also introduced. John Barrowman, Captain Jack Harkness. Yes, that is. Gosh, that is. he's a gorgeous man. <laughs> and he's in Arrow, which premieres tomorrow. For yes. Those, I need a... Oh, really? Yes. yes. <laughs> Didn't know that. It premieres tomorrow, and uh, all sorts of fun and exciting things are apparently happening this yeah, season. I need to catch up on say. Arrow. I feel like Arrow is like one of those like, like it's funny. It's like my friend let me borrow her netflix account just so i can watch mm-hmm. all the doctor who episodes but it's like i feel like i should take advantage of this and watch the rest of arrow the the best thing i can tell people who uh, you know clegg and i have argued whether this is a good show or not it's kind of my guilty pleasure show so i can't help it if you say pretty uh, little liars i'm gonna be really disappointed in you no okay, no, no, no arrow is my no guilty we're talking pleasure. about arrow still oh okay um it's my guilty pleasure show. It's it's a soap opera. I know it's a soap opera, but I still enjoy watching is it. Is it like? I mean, uh, granted, well, okay, yeah. It now is. that I'm thinking it about is. it, yeah, it is. Ew. It, it is. involves romance. But, but to like, be fair, like Smallville was be, also on there. Yeah, but Smallville was also a soap Smallville opera. Was I never watched. Really I need to watch really more. I'm trying to get. I. And that's another show that was my guilty pleasure show back. I need <laughs> I'm trying I need to catch up on it. Like I need to watch all of it because I'm trying my no, best to get. Um, really, you really don't. <laughs> you really. My, well, I want to get Michael Rosenbaum on the show, and so it's like if I want to interview him, I need to know what I'm talking about. He probably that's probably the last thing he wants to talk about. It was actually really hard for him to come back to that role. Oh apparently. really? Yeah. Like. Well, anyways, regardless, the last two seasons of Smallville were pretty interesting. Okay. If you want to just watch the last two seasons. Last I mean, all those shows, Flash in particular for me, um, Arrow for you, yeah. um, all of them are, are – they have these really cool moments, really yeah. badass, super yeah. heroic moments. But then the filler sort of they fall back into the but, romance. Does she like me? Does he like, like me? Maybe he doesn't. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm an awkward teenager. There's all that stuff, you know? Wait, let, let's just stop for a second. I think Flash did that significantly better than Arrow has ever yes, done. Yes, absolutely. Because Arrow, it's a teenager relationship with adults. 
you right. know, adults acting like teenagers, which doesn't make any sense. Flash is teenagers acting, or not teenagers, he's younger like, adults. Young, young 20s. He's younger than yes. Oliver, I think, was in season one. Yeah, Oliver so. is like maybe mid to late 20s. Right. Season yeah. one. Yeah. So, I mean, what I'm getting at is it's a different kind of, I think it's not as jarring. Yeah. Do you know what you just said, Curtis? What? Oliver was our age. Yeah. One of Arrow. I hate that you. Don't scary. date this. No. <laughs> That's depressing. <clears throat> don't, don't. See, hey, I don't want to hear it. You're a year younger than me. Yeah. You don't get to make that argument. You're you still don't get what, to say like anything. 20, 26? Are you still 26 right now? Six. Man, back yeah. when I was your age, you know what I was doing? Uh-huh. <laughs> I started podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, actually, you started episode one. Of, exactly. Uh, where you talk about Kickstarter. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Arrow, like, are we just like, I think, like, I'm not kidding. I think we mentioned Arrow at one point. I, I know we talked was, about James Bond. I think we had this argument right when around Flash was starting. Yeah. Because we started arguing this, and I told Clegg he needed to go watch it, and then he came back to me and told me he hated it. And yeah, I was I like, did. oh. Well, you know, guys, uh, three times make a habit, so this time next year, uh, it'll be. The third time we have this conversation, and then we can just continue it in perpetuity. It'll be good. We can, hey, we so many big words, I have no idea what he said. He basically said, we're going to talk about the same thing in a year from now. So okay. it's going to be great. There you go. Dandy. Well, actually, uh, if we waited just like a little bit longer, we could have talked about the new James Bond as well and be like, what do you think of this film? <laughs> actually, there was a there was the last trailer for that as trailer well. looks pretty cool. I haven't watched any tra- – like, I've, I've purposely not watched any more trailers because – I think because I've seen so many movies, I can immediately like look at a trailer and just be like, okay, this is what's going to happen. And when I watch a movie, I realize, oh, this wasn't in the trailer, so mm. it's going to happen soon. So, and here's an interesting thing I think about those movies. I actually did not care for those movies until we got to Skyfall. I did not, I still, he's not my favorite Bond. I don't really like him as Bond, Dan, the newest Bond, Daniel Craig. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I, think I don't Skyfall know. was the best of his Bond movies. Yeah, and, and I'm not saying they're bad movies. They're very good movies. Yeah. But there was something about it that I just didn't. I don't know. I guess he's just not as suave as. Well, they're taking a different approach with this one. Yeah, like it's Seriously. like there's no like fancy laser watch gadgets or anything. Like it's it's more realistic, which is like it's kind of good and all, but at the same time, it's like I want the laser something. watch. Yeah, I kind of want that. Like I want yeah. the car with the machine gun attached to it inside. To instill a little Kingsman. Yeah, like, exactly. Like I That's want perfect. Like, that was a good movie. It's such oh, a good movie. That, um, is, that was my favorite movie of, I think, this year so far has been Kingsman. Yeah. So. Kingsman. You yeah. should see The Martian. It's pretty good. I need to. Yeah, yeah. It's one that interests me. Um, it's very science-y, which I really like stuff like that. And, yeah. mm-hmm. good, so. and apparently, I read a couple articles, it kind of almost nails all the science. Like, it's pretty good. Pretty yeah. grounded. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty, I hear so. that... I think the writer is actually the same writer as uh, Cabin in the Woods. Uh, I, think, I know he's an uh, ex-Blitzer uh, employee, Andy Weir. I don't know what his other works it's, uh, are. We Drew can Goddard. I think Drew Goddard is in it. Like He are has you... some sort of connection to it. I think he's the script writer. Yeah, he might be good. Oh, Which, I see by the saying. way, apparently Thanks. they're trying to push, the studio is trying to push a Cabin in the Woods sequel. 
That would be awesome. I would that love it, but sick. it would be like, how? Think about it. It's just the apocalypse. I mean, like, you, you know what happens? Okay, spoiler, 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 spoiler. Yeah. If you haven't seen Cabin in the Woods, stop listening. Watch the dang movie. It's amazing. You should watch it, even if you're not a fan of horror. If you've seen two horror movies, I'm too horror. I'm going away. It's not. It's not a horror not movie. Horror. I mean, well, it's never seen. Well, it's it's hey, a horror movie. Come back. Come back. I don't want to be spoiled though. Have you never seen Cabin in the Woods? I've never seen Cabin in the oh, Woods. Oh, okay. okay, you're gonna watch it, take but your, take your headset take off. off though. I'm it, gonna it bring is it. horror though, right? I, I'm no, it's 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 scary, but at it. the same time, it gets a good movie. Like it's a genuinely good movie. Okay, can I? Oh no, no, no! I'm not gonna tell him anything. Yeah, tell him anything. The fist. At the end of the movie, the fist comes out of the ground, yeah. right? It's the Titan. All you need to do is have the movie be about what's happening after. You could do that. But that at the same be... time, you kind of go with the general knowledge of, okay, he came out, the world's done. Yeah. But like, there, some people are saying it could be actually a prequel. That would be interesting. Where like you see... like what, but like, I'm Do a different to, like, team. Do a different team. Maybe. I think it would be interesting. We'll see. All right. Clegg. Clegg, we go. we're going to watch that on Josh's uh, bachelor party. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. It, it's, it's not it, – it's surprising, but it's not really that scary. It's, it, it, yeah, it's intense, but it's I not do, like – I do not like horror movies. I really do not like horror movies, but I love that movie. It's, it is it's one of my favorite movies of all time. If you have seen any horror movie ever, you will laugh at this movie. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like I – would feel the same way as in really like a movie even though i hate a genre about that new one crimson peak did you see the trailers for that it's one really pretty it's yeah. really pretty like i want to visually all, Guillermo del Toro movies, all of though, the like, not scary parts of that sound have, have you ever seen pan's labyrinth that's kind oh, of what it's yeah. so good that's what kind of that's pan's labyrinth is another one that's a horror movie that i do not yeah, is it really a horror movie though because like i think it's <sighs> pg no, it's hard. That, that scene it's with the creature hard. without eyes. Remember is... the 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 when she cuts the guy, the the person who's her stepfather. She literally slices. Oh, open I'm thinking of I'm thinking of a different movie. But let me take a look at that rating because I feel like it I'm was. Pretty sure it's R. I don't think it was R though butt. because I, I remember because I think he, she cuts this part of his mouth like all the way up. Oh yeah, I remember that part. And like you can see it, like that's that's a there's a lot of really gruesome stuff that happens in that movie, and I really hate horror. Like I I hate horror, but there are select movies from the horror genre that I really love. One is Cabin yeah, in the awesome. Woods, and there is Pan's Labyrinth, and the third is Your Next. Oh, You're Next, so good. By the way, did you ever get my message in the shower? When I I, put, I wrote, remember like one year ago or a few years ago when we watched it at my place you wrote that in the steam in my shower and then got this the story got sounded so gay but that's okay um but when i <laughs> yeah, stayed over yeah, at yeah. your place i wrote it in there as well did you get that note or no, I didn't. Crap, your wife bang. did and that's what's even worse she probably just like oh yeah <laughs> she probably, or she probably took it like no she probably took it like in the sexual terms like heck yeah i am and then you're welcome <laughs> and- I inadvertently let the audience I infer what Jay said in that message that would make Curtis's wife say, "Heck yeah, I am." Yeah. <laughs> Regardless. Regardless. <laughs> See, that's the kind of good friend that I am. Uh, all right. You know what? This we're we're getting completely like we're losing it. So let's just end it here while we're yeah. all like, oh my gosh.
This is a really interesting episode. Thank you guys very much for watching. Whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us via podcast, thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Uh, like the show on Facebook, facebook.com slash that new show show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Chase Bunker. You can follow the show on Twitter at that underscore game underscore show. You can follow Curtis on Twitter at JetBlack710. He doesn't go on it, but that's okay. Uh, you can follow our friend Murph. He's on there as well. He's not here today, but he does have a Twitter at Dork Night Show. Uh, night as in the time of day. Um, and, um, like our YouTube channel or subscribe to our YouTube channel for, you know, more of that game show, more of that sports show and other random videos that I've done. I might do a top 10, but I need to get a better capture card and a computer that doesn't suck, but that's okay. Um, other than that, Curtis, I forget anything. Nope. Clegg, did I forget anything? I think you're all set. All right, cool. So for Curtis Coe and Daniel Clegg, I have been Chase Bunker. Thank you for watching. We'll talk to you guys next time. And thanks for watching for one whole year. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Thank what, you. It's still weird that we've been doing this that for a year. Like well, okay, hold on. A little sign up before we go. I feel like all of our projects, they usually end, like, we'll have an idea, and then we'll do it for maybe about two or three weeks, and then, like, we just stop. Because, I mean, we had the video game. That didn't work. We had the BattleBot. That didn't work. Um, we had the League of Legends podcast. That didn't work. Well, let's be honest. On a couple of those, we don't have the skills to actually do. That. Yeah, and League so. of Legends and Riot said no. That was another one. So, yeah. all right. Anyways, thank you guys for watching, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye bye.